0: Now, if you're feeling brave, because I know sometimes it can take bravery, book yourself in for some networking events. online and or in person, these are a brilliant way to grow your business. So many of my clients over the years have been people who I've either met in real life or connected with in a relaxed way before they have become my clients. In fact, many of my longest-standing clients are people who I initially met through networking events. So never underestimate how transformational networking can be for your business. Welcome to episode five of the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison. And today I'm going to be sharing with you things you can do right away to start growing your audience without spending money on ads. This is something that I'm really passionate about because too many times I've seen people waste money on paid ads and there's no need. Before you start spending money on ads, there are some foundational strategies and different marketing methods you need to try out first. That's what we're going to be covering today. Welcome back to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and it's great to have you here. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about Things you can do to grow your audience without spending any money on ads. So let's dive straight in. First up, we need to get the most obvious option out of the way, which is to get your business set up on social media. Simple, right? Wrong. First, you need to set up your accounts. Then you need to get your about sections, bios, captions, images, hashtags, and content strategy optimized. And then you're sorted. So you can see that. It's not simply a case of setting your business up on social media, it's a case of doing it the right way and doing it consistently and thinking about the different elements that are involved. Now, you 100% do not have to be on every social media platform. In fact, my recommendation is that you start with one or two and grow from there. Social media is such a huge topic that it definitely deserves more than a cursory few minutes on this single podcast episode. For that reason, I'll be covering social media in multiple future episodes of this podcast. But for now, here's a reminder of the must-haves for getting yourself set up on social media before you go any further in your business. First up, make sure that you're using a consistent photograph for your profile images, preferably one that's been taken by a professional. In your about sections and your bios, if you're sharing links to anything, make sure that those links are consistent across each of the platforms where you have a presence and make sure that the things that you're saying in those bio and about sections are consistent too. That way, when people come across your business, no matter where they find you online, they are going to know that they've come to the right place and they have found the person or the business that they're looking for. I've already covered growing an email list in detail in a previous episode. I'll link to that in the show notes. But how do you start? First of all, have a good old think about the type of work that you want to do. Most of us love our business. But if there was one element that you had to spend all of your time doing, if there was one service or one product that you had to sell for the rest of time or for the rest of this year, what would it be? Once you know, Now work out what questions or needs your customers have that relate to that one thing. And then once you've worked out what those customer questions are, pick your favorites and create a resource or a freebie. Something that you can share far and wide to attract the people who need it so that they can come and sign up to your list, get their hands on it. And there you go, you've started your list. But the trick is not to stop there. The thing about growing your email list is that it's definitely something that you need to be doing consistently. So keep monitoring whether your freebie is actually something that people really want. They're going to vote with their email addresses. If they don't sign up, then there's your clue. Or maybe lots of people are signing up to get it. Fantastic. If not, then pick one of those other questions you thought of and just try again. When was the last time that you got something exciting through the post? According to the Huffington Post, sending and receiving mail is more important than ever thanks to the pandemic. So, I think that a really nice way to show your customers that you care is to send them a surprise through the post. And that will turn them into long term fans and loyal fans while you're at it. This is something that we used to do in my first business. I had a kids' hip hop dance company, if we haven't met before. And we used to send birthday cards to all of the kids who were our customers and they loved it. And fairly often their parents would post photographs of them with their birthday cards and tag us on social media. So it was a great way to get the word out as well. But mainly it was about making sure our customers were happy and having a great experience and they stuck around for years. Next up, you could think about your SEO, search engine optimization, possibly the least sexy, but most underrated form of digital marketing out there. If you can get this right, you will shoot to the top of the Google rankings. So maybe that's worth a few hours or days of boredom working out how to do it. There are some really great tools out there like Moz, Answer the Public, SEMrush, and Neil Patel is an absolute expert in this field. So I'll link to all of those resources in the show notes because they will really help you get started in this area. Back to email marketing, and it's worth spending time crafting a really great newsletter if you want to grow your audience. There's no point in getting people onto your list and then either ghosting them, totally ignoring them for months or years, or sending them newsletters where you haven't really put in much effort and they're not that exciting. So if you've already got an email list up and running, don't leave them hanging, essentially. Get in touch today and share some valuable content that you think they'll love. And don't be scared to ask people for a reply. Never be scared of feedback. Always be curious and ask people what they think of your email newsletter. If you're planning to launch a new service or maybe rerun an online program in the near future, or you've got a product that's out of stock and you want people to get the heads up when it's back in, set up a waiting list. This identifies demand so that you can tell whether people are interested in waiting for you to do the thing or offer the thing, And it also gives you the perfect excuse to contact them once they've signed up and start warming them up in the weeks leading up to your launch or your product being back in stock. Polls and surveys can be quite divisive, but I love them because I believe that nothing is more important when you're creating your marketing strategy than consumer insight, which means knowing how your customers think, feel, and are likely to act. Now I say likely because nothing is for sure. People can often tell you one thing and then do another. Think about the times where you've signed up to a waiting list and then thought twice about it when the course is actually available. But having said that, getting to know your customers better will help you predict their behavior better than merely stabbing in the dark. So use things like Instagram stories, LinkedIn polls, Twitter and Facebook polls or online survey tools like SurveyMonkey, Google Forms and Typeform to gather that intel from your customers and use it to help you make business decisions and marketing decisions going forward. Now, reviews and testimonials are a great way to grow your audience because everybody wants some reassurance before they make a purchase. So slightly different to reviews, testimonials can be copied, pasted, and turned into eye-catching social media posts, whereas reviews are a more concrete form of social proof because they are shared by the original reviewer. For example, somebody posting a review on your Facebook page or on your Google review site. On LinkedIn, you can also ask for reviews and then even ask the reviewer to amend their words if you're not 100% happy with what they first write. If you are not able to encourage your customers to leave reviews themselves, then always be asking for them via email or message or, you know, whatever way, it could be a voice note, doesn't really matter. But see if you can get permission to attribute their testimonials to them. So depending what type of business you have, some information might be confidential, but hopefully you can attribute it to a first name or to their initials, if not their full name, because it's much more believable if there is a reference on there rather than just a blank testimonial that In reality, although I know you wouldn't do this, you could have made it up yourself. Even better, if your customers will record a short video testimonial, that is really, really powerful. And you can then share that online because nothing beats hearing it straight from the person's mouth. Now, if you're feeling brave, because I know sometimes it can take bravery, book yourself in for some networking events online and or in person. These are a brilliant way to grow your business. So many of my clients over the years have been people who I've either met in real life or connected with in a relaxed way before they have become my clients. In fact, many of my longest standing clients are people who I initially met through networking events. So never underestimate how transformational networking can be for your business. And if you're feeling super brave, then you might even want to think about hosting your own event. It can be seriously worthwhile. Yes, it can feel intimidating or daunting but setting up your own style of networking events will enable you to get your face in front of people sooner rather than later. Another thing that can feel quite scary, but is absolutely a powerful way to grow not just your audience, but your bottom line is via personal outreach. Yep, it's time to actually talk to people again. So you might want to do it by text, messenger, DM, or if you're feeling really brave, a personalized video, but actually reaching out and maybe asking some questions, asking for an update, asking what they need right now, asking for feedback, asking for that testimonial, whatever you need. It's never a bad idea to start a conversation with your existing customers or your potential customers because business nowadays is all about getting to know each other, building communities and building relationships. So I highly recommend it. There are tools that you can use like Bonjoro or Vidyard if you're thinking about sending personalized videos. And I'll go into those in more detail in future episodes because they can be a really, really effective way, particularly to convert browsers into buyers or followers into customers. Hopefully you can see the themes are coming across about how modern marketing should be done today. And it really is about getting to know people You getting to know them, putting in the time and effort to understand them and what they need and being quite open as the face of your business and allowing them to get to know you as well. Another favorite tip of mine is to be a joiner. So whether it's an online community, a WhatsApp group, a membership you've had your eye on, a free Facebook group, untangle yourself from the day to day of growing your business and start building your network of potential clients and also friends. It doesn't need to be a lonely journey as a solopreneur anymore or indeed any type of entrepreneur. There is so much support out there and you will find the right type of group for you. Of course, I would love for you to join my free Facebook community which is called the Audience Growth Collective and you can find information on my group programs and online community in the show notes. Another tip for growing your audience is to write, write and write some more. Now I know that not everybody listening to this will see themselves as a writer, but creating a writing habit and really letting the words flow and getting feedback, letting them flow some more and then publishing maybe some short articles or some short social media posts. And then as you become more confident, mixing it up with longer form content like eBooks or blogs, maybe guest blogging for somebody, sharing your blogs onto platforms like Medium to get additional eyes on them. If you like writing or if you are prepared to put in the effort and develop your skills in this area, then it's a fantastic way to grow your audience and to raise awareness of you and your business online. Now, back to social media, Facebook groups are obviously a popular way to grow your audience nowadays, but you want to be using them strategically. So you don't just want to be going into every single Facebook group that you possibly can and blasting it with content. A good way to approach this is to make a list of the groups where your ideal customers are hanging out. Note down when you're allowed to promote in each group. So the rules will normally tell you how often, which days of the week or month, on which threads and in which format, for example, is video allowed and so on. Is it static images and a caption or is it purely text on a dedicated thread? You should be able to find all of this information in the group's rules section and remember On this podcast, we are not interested in getting involved in follow trains, follow for follow threads. These really will not grow your audience in a meaningful way. You might get followers, but it's unlikely that they'll stick around and it's even less likely that they will engage or become buyers. Once you're in these Facebook groups, search for people who are asking questions that relate to your business or your service or your product or that you have a point of view on. Start interacting and getting to know people in the group. And then when it's appropriate and relevant, share details of your business. No spamming though. Is that a deal? And I couldn't finish this list without mentioning podcasting. If you're not ready to start your own podcast, which I can promise you is not as hard as you might think, and it will bring new listeners into your world who will most likely turn into new customers, then you might want to think about looking to guest on a podcast. Again, not as hard as it might sound. A good way to start is by listening to a whole heap of podcasts and identifying the ones that you love. Then make the effort and start getting to know the host online. Not stalker style. You're not going to win any friends or guest interviews that way, but just start following their accounts, comment on the things where you have something to say and see where it leads. If you really genuinely love their podcast, leave them a review and let them know. And when you do finally reach out to them, tell them that you left them that lovely review. Because who doesn't love a bit of public adoration? If you know me, then you'll know that I am passionate about organic marketing and helping you to use this type of marketing that costs nothing or very little in clever ways to grow your businesses. We've covered just a few of those ways in today's episode. And if you're interested in finding out some more, then make sure you download my freebie, 25 ways to grow your audience without paying for ads. We'll link to that in the show notes. So this has been a whistle-stop tour of things you can do today to grow your audience. And I'd love to hear from you. Send me a DM on Instagram and tell me which of these topics you want me to deep dive into next, because the whole purpose of this podcast is to give you what you need and to help you on your audience growth journey. So was there anything that stood out to you today as particularly useful that you'd love some more information on? If so, drop me that DM. If you've already left a review or rated this podcast on your favorite podcast platform, then thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. If you haven't yet done that, then can I ask you to do that today? It really does make such a difference. So thanks in advance for helping this podcaster out. Another thing that you can do that really helps is to share this podcast with your entrepreneurial friends and business owners in your life. The purpose of this podcast is to help you understand how to use marketing more effectively to grow your business. And the more people that I can help with that, the better. So thank you so much in advance for sharing this with your network. And thanks for joining today. It's been great to have you along and I will be back with another episode next week. See you then. so much for joining me today. I love to hear from you. So if you get a chance to put any of my tips into action, please drop me a DM on Instagram and let me know. You'll find the link in the show notes. On next week's episode, I'm delighted to welcome guest number two onto the Audience Growth Podcast. I'll be talking to Fleur Emery of Real Work, the online membership democratising learning for women. Flur has a wealth of knowledge having grown both product and service-based businesses and tried lots of different marketing methods along the way. So join me next week for a fascinating conversation with Flur. We'll see you then.